get your smoke on, I get your chill on. Let's get these conversations on. Crawling on moms and anybody who's living life. The Pop Moms Podcast is here. Talking all things cannabis with a mama twist, like a freshly rolled hemp joint infused with a bit of that, a bit of this. It's all part of the experience of life. Thanks for tuning in. You ready to begin? Then welcome to the PMP. Pop Moms Podcast. The Pop Moms Podcast. It's on. The Pop Moms Podcast. It's the Pop Moms Podcast. Oh, it's on. Hi, it's me, Kate, your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Today we'll be speaking with Sean, the creator of Pilgrim Souls Creative Thinking Journal. It's been a long year and beyond that for a lot of people. And I know that I, for one, have also kind of felt lost in my creativity during this time of transition and unknown and, I mean, honestly, my kids being all up in my space and not having any alone time. This journal came at the absolute perfect time. I hadn't been able to devote time to releasing episodes. I just felt completely like I was letting everyone down by not being able to do so. Um, and, you know, it, it just really kind of helped me get my creative juices flowing again. So that's one reason that I really enjoyed using it. It comes in this super cute little cinch bag. It comes with colored pencils it really, it really just kind of helps you jumpstart your creativity. And as a parent, you lose so much of it when you just have to be in survival mode for so long. So we had the honor of trying the journal out before the interview, and it's just, it's awesome. Sometimes if, like, there isn't a good direction or flow, like, of anything that I do, I kind of crap out on the follow-through. But um, every time that I've been getting high to spend some time with myself, uh, I've been opening this little baby and letting that shit go. There's so much time and effort and thought put into the creation of the journal. There's a how-to, there's tips on unlocking creativity, there even lays out a process for you to like go through. So I really appreciated with, you know, my tendency to just abandon things in the middle of it, um, just a, a path to follow. Um, and that's really not to say that you can't just jump into literally any page and pick it up and still do something. So it's, it's really versatile in that way. Uh, I specifically liked that there were prompts. So there were prompts that included drawing and creating with different lines, uh, drawing a bird, poems, learning and defining new words. I mean, guys, I have like horrible ADD and I have been bringing this as an outlet between Zoom meetings and it helps. It's just, it's cool to be able to take a five minute break and it doesn't have to be a masterpiece. It can just be, you know, you writing some stuff down, putting some color on paper, any of it. Mm, that's dope. The cover of this journal it states, please use this while you are high. And I appreciate that because I feel like if it didn't say that, I would probably have less of an excuse to, you know, randomly use it uh, when, I'm, when I'm feeling creative. But like having it be incorporated into something that I practice for myself really helped me just be able to follow through on it. So one thing that's really cool that I want to let you guys know right off the bat for everyone who doesn't listen to the end of the episodes, um, the places that you can get this, you can get this at pilgrimsoul.com. You can also get it on Shmamazon. Um, and right now they have a great deal headed for Valentine's Day or Galentine's Day or just fucking celebrate yourself on the 14th. And um, by using creative love, all caps, at pilgrimsoul.com, 
uh, you can actually get 30% off your purchase of two of them. So um, that's also, all, the links are in our bio. There's a link um, in our link tree on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely encourage everyone to go check it out. And if you're looking for a new fun thing to do, check it out. Um, one thing that stood out to me that I thought was really cool is um, you can create your own hashtags to share on your social media platform. So if you do end that, end up doing that, um, definitely tag yourself or tag us in it so that we can see and we can laugh with you. Um, so Sean, who is the creator, he's had a crazy work history in both cannabis and beyond. And he touts past companies, including MySpace, Hello, Textile, which is a fashion group that helped launch the likes of Fabletics and Rihanna's Savage by Fenty line, in addition to advising on top cannabis companies like MedMen and Charlotte's Web. He was also heavily involved in the Lowell Herb Co., which is easily one of the most talked about cannabis companies in the U.S. So, yeah, you know, no pressure there. We're super excited to be talking to Sean. He has seen so much in cannabis over the last decade, and he decided to take all of that and focus it into a creative resource for you and for me. So keep blazing, stay amazing, and listen to this interview with Sean Gold, the creator of the Pilgrim Soul Creative Thinking Journal. Bye. The Pop Moms Podcast. It's the Pop Moms Podcast. Oh, it's on. All right. So we'd really love the chance to get to know, like, the man behind the impressive resume. I have to say, like, when we first started talking about doing an interview, I got, like, a little bit fangirly just on your involvement with, like, Lowell and Mad Men, like, or Med Men. Those are just, like, I love both of like I visited California to go ahead and like you know go to both of those places and check them out um any chance I get and definitely like as they were first opening and cannabis in the open was you know starting to be a little bit more normal um like we'd love Mm -hmm. to to get to know you where are you from where do you live now sure so yeah I'm I'm from the east coast I grew up in you know outside New York City and then uh met a woman that I you know, that I sort of fell in love with, who was, you know, sort of, uh, Super dope. of my league <laughs> as, as they all, as they should be. I think, you know, a man should, uh, uh, you know, should feel that his wife is slightly out of his league. So he continues to strive for her approval. That's my thesis anyway. But so I moved out to California, kind of chasing a woman and then, um, it's not a bad place to be. Uh, but I was, you know, I, I've always been in new businesses. I've always been in sort of interactive startup stuff. I have probably considerable ADD. So for some reason, you know, new businesses that have to be created, that have to be imagined, has always been something that really engaged me. And then once they were created, I really got bored. So I've, um, you know, I, I was an early guy in. Uh, uh, MySpace, um, I was chief marketing officer of that. I was an early guy in the blog space, launching blogs like Engadget and Auto Blog and Joystick, which are popular blogs today. Um, I, even before the internet, because I'm, I'm 55, I had this company where you could listen to music on the telephone, uh, which was innovative at that time. And then, um, more recently, I was head of marketing for this company, Textile, which was one of the first um, 
fashion membership companies. And we had brands like Fabletics with Kate Hudson and Shoe Dazzle, and we launched Rihanna's lingerie brand. And while I was there, I had this dinner for the Stanley Brothers at my house in uh, Charlotte's Web. And uh, Paige Figgy, who's Charlotte's mom, came and she spoke and really moving and really interesting. Like, I was a cannabis user for decades and I've used cannabis for, you know, for creative output for, for many decades. Um, but I really didn't know that story of her and, and um, you know, she, she was saying that her, and many, many, many of your listeners may know this story, but she, uh, her child was really terminally ill, um, was having 2,000 seizures a month. She brought her home really for hospice, and um, she's a nurse. And as a last-ditch effort, she fed her intravenously CBD oil. And within 30 days, she was done with two seizures a month, and really her child just woke up. And that experience really hit me in a very deep level. And, um, it, you know, for many of us, it paved the way for cannabis and legalization of cannabis. Those, those kind of, uh, you know, miracles would have happened from, uh, you know, from THC and CBD. That's really moving. Yeah, I had read up about Charlotte's Web and just like all of that. It's because they were a really early player in the game, too, or I guess more of a widespread earlier player in the game. I was at one of the um, one of the shows down in Anaheim, uh, the Natural Products, where I met those guys. Um, and I mean, their booth was bumping, and this is probably like four years ago at this point. Um, yeah, it's, it's to see the brand evolution and just people glomming onto it and like finally, you know, like as parents, it's always funny because we talk about the dance and how it is to, you know, like have those conversations with other parents of like, oh, do you smoke weed? And like now it's just funny how like everyone is just coming out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. Well, COVID definitely has yeah. escalated that, I think, because there's so many, um, CBD is kind of like, the gateway to the gateway drug, if you will, but it's like, <laughs> I think people are just looking for something to make. It's vanilla. It's yeah. safe, you know. You They're so scared of it. But. Yeah. yeah, you can get it anywhere. You can get it. You can control, like, the intake. So if you want to feel it really heavily or just want to dip your toe in the water or whatever. But um, I think the benefits are so, like, F, like so outweigh the risk or whatever their concerns were that it's really easy then to say like explore it a little more and now that there's more studies out about it um like even you dad they were just put out they're going to start doing studies for like uh, pregnancy yeah yeah now that um it's no longer federal and honestly like learning more about it and the regulations and like all of the you know groundwork that people like you have laid Mm -hmm. it really helps pave the way for it to become more of a mainstream conversation around monitoring and like documenting all this stuff so that kids can get help with that. Cause I mean, like adults at least have the opportunity to choose to try it. Like in a lot of cases, that's not an option for kids. So any parents that can advocate and kind of, you know, do it that way, I think is, is, is cool. I like seeing like that tide turn a little bit. For sure. There's, you know, we've, we've got a, the making CBD legal is, gonna, is opening the way for a ton of research that was done sort of, ad hoc and behind the scenes and you know there's a lot of case studies but not necessarily uh proven you know sanctioned research which we really need and we need that for cannabis as well Mm -hmm. Uh, so 
I invited uh, Adam Bierman, who was the CEO of MedMen, to this dinner with the Stanley Brothers. And uh, that's when I sort of connected with them. And I started helping those guys out um, in the early days of MedMen. I really liked what they were doing in the in the beginning there. You know, thesis was cannabis, make it acceptable for the Chardonnay mom, which was, I think they moved away from that analogy, but uh, it's definitely, a, and it is definitely the analogy people use. And so they, you know, they were the apple of, uh, you know, the apple store of cannabis and made it really just an easy, they, they, they changed the game in cannabis a lot and just making the experience um, elevated and upscale and, um, informed and really an acceptable environment for a new class of cannabis smokers to, uh, you know, enter into and participate in. Um, so I think that was super transformative in the, in the cannabis space. And then I was also advising another brand called Lowell Smokes, which was one of the first real, one of the first great packaged cannabis brands. You know, they saw, you know, they loved how, you have bespoke chocolates and beautiful wine packaging and Kentucky whiskey with all this nomenclature and, you know, packaging around it. And the product that they love came in a plastic bag for the most part. So they were trying to do something that was on the same level that really elevated the integrity of the cannabis experience, which, and this is, you know, 2017, which is fairly early. Now everyone's creating exceptionally beautiful packaging for their cannabis, but these are one of the, they were one of the first brands that stood for craftsmanship and sustainability um, and um, heritage of, of cannabis. And they really scaled significantly. When I was there, it was the number one pre-roll brand in California, which is essentially the number one pre-roll brand in the world, um, by about 3x number two. Um, I haven't been there in a, in a bit, but... Uh, um, I, I'm not sure how they're doing now, but they were quite the brand a while back. And then how I started my own brand is when I was there, I did a collaboration with Notorious B.I.G.'s uh, kid, C.J. Wallace, and uh, we created this bespoke blend, brand, uh, sorry, blend around creativity. So I gave them seven different strains that index high for creativity, and they smoked them and ranked them. We took their top three, we blended those together to make this bespoke uh, creative blend. And then we gave a portion of the proceeds to the California Prison Arts Project. And it was a massive hit. Like in, in a week, we sold 10,000 packs. We, we only made 10,000 packs. And um, I had been thinking about cannabis for creativity for a long time. So I decided to exit that and jump in and create my own brand, Pilgrim Soul, focused very specifically on cannabis for creativity. Yeah. And we like, we will absolutely talk about your creative thinking journal because we had such an awesome time with it. And like now hearing that you have ADHD or ADD too, like we both have it. And we were just like, this is perfect. I can't get bored. Like there's always something different. And I like, so that was like, that's a preview of just, you know, I mean, all of the great things that we have to say about it. Um, like kind of walk us through your like cannabis journey. Like when did you start using it? What was, was your first time, you know, anything to write home about and like, what, what, what's your preferred way to, yeah. to ingest it? 
Well, the first time I got high was I was maybe like 13 years old, which I certainly do not condone or recommend. I mean, if there's any research out uh, that's worth anything, it proves that it does, you know, cannabis affects young minds, um, you know, developing minds. uh, If used, you know, extensively in an adverse way. But like I uh, used to get high every day before high school biology class and I pretty much know nothing about biology right now. <laughs> Is that uh, any indication? Um, but the first time I said I was with some friends and, you know, like, this doesn't work. This doesn't affect me. You know, like it, it, sometimes it takes a couple of times to really feel it. And then uh, I just started laughing and laughing and laughing with, um, you know, several of my friends and, and, uh, like this is I, I want more of this experience. Uh so that was kind of that was the beginning of it. And um today, uh, and, and I've used, you know, I've used cannabis throughout my career. You know, I I've had a fairly creative career, as I said, where I've I've had to imagine businesses and imagine processes and I use it uh, really like a second opinion. I'm not very good at consuming information. While I'm high, uh, so I usually read and, and do things like that while I'm not high, and then making the non-linear. I, I smoke, and, and then I'll come up with strategies and, and things like that, potentially not high. But then I'll go over everything. I'll get high and like go over all my work again, and I'll make these non-linear connections that I just and I'll, I'll empathize much deeper with like the target audience, and I'll um, make these. You know, I'll have sort of these pattern recognition moments where I put things together that I just wouldn't see. Um, and I'll really, and it also helps me hyper-focus, which you may or may, you know, with your ADD issues, you may or may not see. So um, there's a bunch of different advantages that I get in my career from using cannabis that allow me to see things I wouldn't ordinarily see. Um, and then as, as far as consumption method. I love smoking flour. I think, you know, the whole plant entourage experience as nature intended is, you know, the best way to consume cannabis. Now that said, it's not convenient always to to, to smoke, uh, um, especially if you have young children in the house. So the, uh, so I'd like, uh, the next thing is really, cannabis oils, and I like a live resin oil um, or a, a rosin oil as much as as much full spectrum as I can get. It's generally lower THC, but it doesn't necessarily feel that way because when you put all the cannabinoids and terpenes together, that's what really makes the impact of the product. Like, um, you know, how you can smoke a 80% THC distillate vape, and you can smoke a, a you know a joint that has 18% THC and get much higher from the you know from the joint from the flower than you do from the distillate, and it's really because everything else you know distillate just strips out the THC, and the flower has just so much more that that everything works together to create this entourage experience. I like couldn't agree more with that. And like, even just like, it really resonated with me too, talking about like 
coming up with the, the structure, like the bones of an idea, like, and then flushing it out a little bit, or like just taking another revision of it, like while high, like that has proved so helpful in like unlocking both sides of like my brain, I feel. Cause like the ADB, like it, it, sometimes I have like issues like starting things cause I can't, you know, I have a problem like kind of like, like it's creating like an outline. And honestly, that's why like I do outlines for the show and for the interviews is so, cause otherwise like we would yeah. be talking about something completely unrelated right now. Right. And, and that's fun too. You know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, I, like I think that that's really cool and I love being able to think about using cannabis in that way and that we have the option to. I know. <laughs> it's funny because I am a little bit the opposite, I think, though, but I, like, make a very conscious effort to make sure I'm high for most of the day or most of the time that I'm awake. But if I really need to focus on something, because I have really bad ADD as well, I have to be less high if I, like, need to go over, like, contracts or anything and, like, proposals and stuff like that, like, because otherwise there's too much creative noise coming in for me. Um, but I also, like... You know, I have to medicate, like, with a prescription for my ADD. So I have to, like, you know, there's, it took me a while to figure out what works for me and what doesn't, like, what kind of effect I want from cannabis versus from um, my medication and things like that. But um, I do agree. My favorite way to consume it also is the flower, and then I just like how I was introduced to it. And I almost use, like, um, like vape pens and things like that to microdose throughout the day. That's how I'm able to sustain my high. But um, like you said, like, the percentage is maybe higher, but I feel like for me, especially the high is, it may hit you really quick, but then the high is not lasting, you know, um, as as much as it does when I'm smoking flour. But it's oh, sure. that's what I'm more comfortable with. Totally. Yeah. Well, and it's cool that you can tailor it too. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think that's super neat. And giving, you know, paying homage to the the way that it is, I think I think that's cool. That's that's my preferred method too. I love joints. We we grew this past year and it was funny, like I finally just had to order cones because I just was like, I can't roll these. I'm not good at it, but we have so much weed that we need to smoke and <laughs> it yeah. I but but even like through that process too, and like appreciating the plant in that way, and like you know you mentioned consuming it with the intended like terpenes and you know like keeping all of that intact in the way that it was like almost designed to be consumed. Um, it's awesome. Like learning about how different strains. Like I was like, oh, I'm only a sativa person, and then you know you'd have like a some of it would heighten my anxiety, and then but like learning more. Like oh, I respond really really well to caryophylline, and then you know like I mean my my doctor that I help manage my ADD with is he's open to that. He's like, great. Like if you find anything, let me know. I have clients who are looking to do this all the time. And I feel like it's a really good complimentary thing to what like the, some of the side effects of the medication are. Yeah, for sure. That's pretty uh, open-minded doctor. I like that. I know mm-hmm. we're definitely, <laughs> definitely lucky there. Um, so like, what is, what's the, what's, from your interactions with the cannabis industry, like, what do you think something that's, like, big and up and coming that's, like, or what are you excited about for, like, the future of cannabis? You know, it's interesting. The, for the business of cannabis, um, I, what I like about new businesses is the co-opetition aspect of things. I'm, I'm, I see this sort of waning now, and I'm concerned uh, uh, about it you know, that it won't be as charming as it has been. But early on, you know, everyone was helping everyone else out in the cannabis business, all 
boats rise with the tide. And if you have, you know, some cannabis company makes a big mistake and that's in the news and it's bad for the industry. So there was a lot of competition. I mean, there, sorry, co-opetition going on between everyone. And my, you know, what I don't like is, is just the industrialization of cannabis, although it, you know, it somewhat needs to happen. It always happens it, as far as scaling this business and um, rules and regulations. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's not something we can really avoid, but, um, and I saw this happen in the internet space as well. I was, you know, very early in the internet business and it was, everyone was together. It was very friendly. And then net, you know, Netflix, net, uh, sorry, Netscape goes public and worth billions of dollars and uh, all kinds of, MBAs and everyone starts getting into the business and it just becomes cutthroat and a lot less charming. And I just hope that doesn't happen as much uh, in the cannabis business. So it's not really, so one of my things about the trend is is a trend that I I hope doesn't happen, um, which is just this business being, uh, you know, just too, too rigid and, and, you know, less, less charming the way it has been. Um, And then, you know, I guess, I don't know. uh, (laughs) As far as trends, um, I have a lot of thoughts on like the business of cannabis more than necessarily like the trends of consumer trends. Um, The, I I also see many of the brands in cannabis have really just been packaging. You know, they. I see more and more brands, uh, successful brands in cannabis, being mission-driven with a strong belief system and really standing for something. Because uh, you know, people buy products from companies that believe what they believe. And for a lot of cannabis companies, I, I really don't know what they stand for, what their role in society is, and what they believe. They, you know, a lot of companies are. Um, they they realize they should have something to do with social justice, so they're sort of tagging that on, but it's not really built in the DNA of the brand. So I, you know, I, I think you'll see you know, more of the brands that will succeed will be the brands that people really want to identify that have similar belief system. Um, one of the reasons Lowell was successful is because, you know, we really stood for um, things like sustainability and, uh, we use only organic, um, you know, you can't have organic cannabis, but we only used organic fertilizers and really true to creating, you know, trying to create a really great brand that um, people identified with. So I see, you know, more and more people kind of trying to own a small space in the business. Like I, we're going after creativity very specifically. We're creating multiple blends for different types of creativity. We're creating all kinds of products that are non-cannabis products, like the journal, to enhance the efficacy of the cannabis. Because, um, we, you know, I'm working with some cannabis scientists in California, these guys at Abstracts Labs, who are some of the best scientists in the world. They do the oils for um, Jack Herrera family and for Shabinsky, which is a you know, high-profile, high-quality brand here, and for Josh D, who invented the OG strains. Um, and so I, I, you know, I say you can, you can smoke and we index, we, we analyzed 
over like 100 different strains of index hypercreativity. We looked at cannabinoids. We made 3D models of the flower, um, and we looked at you know, the cannabinoid and terpene profiles, and then we created these specific blends that you can smoke my creative imagination blend and still think about your ex-husband or your mortgage. You know, there's no guarantee that you're going to have this specific creative experience. It really depends on your headspace. So we also created these journals that are meant to be used with it as really guardrails on the experience to ensure the efficacy of, of the product and that you'll have a focused creative, you know, output when you use our product or really, and you, you can use other cannabis strains as well, obviously. You like totally stole my transition. I like looked up at Eunice and I was gave her a thumbs up. I'm like, I've got the perfect transition. Um, yeah, because I think like that's another thing with like a lot of the moms that I speak to, a lot of the parents that I speak to is like, you almost need a Sherpa from going from like smoking brick weed in your youth to then like using it as an adult too. If you have any apprehensions, your whole life situation has changed, right? You have respond more responsibilities than personally I thought I would ever have. Um, you know, there's, there's, yeah. There's so, and to be able to have that guide and like the creative journal, like does an amazing, amazing, like it's an amazing guide for you while you are high, while like reteaching you how to like tap into the things that you cared about when you were a kid, but then also like keeping them relevant and how like you're able to, like one of my favorite ones, and I'm getting into it like in the middle of it. So I apologize. I'll back out and give it a little okay. bit of a better like intro, but like the, how would I feel if I were a man woman in this situation? Because like, that's something that, you know, Eunice and I have dealt with our entire careers. And, you know, even now um, I was like, oh my God, like it just, it really, it does it in a way where like it, it reminded me that it's still an issue. And it, the difference is, but it also like gave me hope and maybe it was because I was high, but just like, oh yeah, okay. Like it's okay that it's this way, but we can work on changing it for the better. So rather than, you know, going, reading the news line, news headlines in the morning and, and freaking out for the rest of the day, it's like, it just, it makes you aware of it. It makes you, and reminds you that it's still something that we have to deal with, but then also like, it's still fun and it's still like, it's still okay. So like, I think. Let, like let's get right into the journal because we had a ton of fun sure. today. We created some seriously fun content that we're excited to have as like a partner asset for for this interview for people to learn more about it. How did you come up with the name Pilgrim Soul? Like, what does it mean, and and how did you how did you decide that that was what was going to be, you know, the name of the book? So, um, my so Pilgrim so it comes from a William Butler Yeats poem that I used to seduce my wife like 20 plus years ago. And um, it's four lines. I'll give you a dramatic read here. Um, it, it's really about a man looking back on his enduring love for his wife uh, when they're older. And it goes, how many loved your moments of glad grace and loved your beauty with a love false or true, but one man loved the pilgrim soul in you and loved the sorrows of your changing face. So it's, it, it, I get, I get verklempt every time I say it, but it's, 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 so pilgrim soul in the context of my brand is about the native creative explorer that is born inside of everyone. You know, we're, we're all born creative and we somewhat repress it. We, you know, teachers tell us mistakes are bad and uh, creative people don't make money and 
we cut school programs and you know uh, the the number one TED talk is by a guy named Sir Kenneth Robinson about how schools have you know cut creativity and we desperately need, need we desperately need to bring it back um, because we have this economy that's propelled forward by technology that we I mean sorry technology and creativity that we sort of are you know the first thing we cut in school programs is creative programs um, and that's really you know, if you're looking forward to, say, the year 2040, let's say if you're a lawyer and you're not a creative one, your job is going to be done by a computer or someone in Asia, perhaps. So really creativity is going to be something that is about job security and about, aside from even just personal fulfillment. So anyway, I'm, I'm kind of going off on this, but um, the brand is is really about just tapping into that innate creativity that is born inside of us. It's not about teaching people to be creative. It's more about teaching people to unlock their creativity. The journal is about teaching you to limit judgment, to take more risks in your thinking. Really important to challenge default thinking because we, we get a bit lazy. Um, you know, we, you know, we we have things we've thought about. We put them in a little package, and those are our opinions. And you know, it's very difficult to change those things. So, um, very, this journal is very much about sort of challenging those, you know, just those things we just lean on and are lazy, and you know, about and you know, just to you know, take look at things from a different perspective. Being it, as you mentioned. Looking at a male looking from a female perspective, or just empathizing with someone else, or there's a bunch of different techniques that we use in the journal. Um, also, a big part is you know, minimizing negative thinking, which is can really put us into a rabbit hole, staying positive and upbeat. Like, it, you know, there's some basic ground rules when you're working in the journal. You know, just you can get into negatives and self-defeating and self-talk after you're done with this journal, but these are the ground rules for it. You're not allowed to do that while you're, you know, you're focusing on that. And then also going with your gut. You know, if you feel whimsical, be whimsical. If you're irreverent, be irreverent. But don't, don't pressure yourself to be perfect or get things right. It's a creative experiment. So, I love that. I'm going to put that up on my wall at home because <laughs> I think like we kind of like lose that. As, oh, I, okay. I'll speak for myself. I feel like I lost that. I mean, I, so I am a like literal perfect example of I went to school for marketing because everyone told me you couldn't make money being creative and doing art. And so like I took that to heart and like honestly like coming and creating this podcast and like connecting and you know the the content that comes along with you know, the, the social media aspect of it, like those are my outlets now. And those are like a lot of my create, my creative outlets um, that like I had repressed for so long trying to fit into, you know, corporate America and the no errors, no, you know, constant productivity. So like, I, I think that's a real thing. And I think it's, you know, definitely like from parents, like even just the ideas and the different like topics that you, that you have across the pages you're right like when i first started doing it i'm like oh my god this is so stupid like who would want to read it and i'm like fuck it it's my journal like i'm gonna read it and i'm just gonna stand <laughs> behind it and i'm gonna like i don't give a shit if, it, if other people don't you know find this thing this entertaining because like this was fun for me 
And, you know, there's like that, that self-care about being a parent too, about tapping into that and giving yourself like time for creativity. And I had to like kind of explain it to my son the other day, you know, I was like trying to tell him like, get out there and do the things you want to do when you're young. So you can like lay down roots in that and then like have confidence to continue them into your future. So you don't lose it. So you don't have, you know, however many eight years that, you know, go by where you're like, I'm sorry, when's the last time I painted something? Like, but it's also nice because like, the last thing I want to do is think about what I want to do to relax. So I think or be creative. Yeah. And so the what I like doing is just picking up the journal and just selecting, you know, just opening up to a random page. And that was the page I was going to look at. And I, that's what, like, really, like, called to attention. Like, I realized, like, how um, childish my, like, thoughts are. Because, like, the ones are the thought bubbles. I was like, hey, hey, his crotch is in my face is one of them. Or, like, <laughs> like I'm like, oh, my gosh. My my sense of humor is not matured at all, <laughs> but um, but I it definitely helps like the guidance portion of it. And it kind of goes back to like what you were saying about the the people in the space who are like actually successful. It's um people who are informing the community or teaching people how to like because cannabis like the way that I used it like when you were saying when I was younger and the way that I used it now are completely different like it, the way I used it younger was like you know just to like you know fuck around basically but now it's like such an ingrained part of like my ability to function you know that um mm-hmm. it's a, like a necessity versus like just something I enjoyed or wanted to do but I had to get really educated on how to appropriately use that and I always would gravitate to the same types of like, like brands or farms I guess that would provide that level of education or really like you felt like they were in it to like mm-hmm. make the whole entire like cannabis plant and not even plant just like it's make it better when it is right that's like in versus you know, just a money grab yeah and like a lot of people come into the space like maybe they've tried it before but if they really want to start using it and go into the semester it is intimidating to not know the questions to ask and not be informed and so finding brands that do do that and your journal like helps do that like you just open up your mind to like you may use it for, you know, just to forget about the day or just to relax, but this also can open up different aspects of your mind, which will then, like, you know, inspire us yeah. in a good way, for once. <laughs> so one thing, too, I wanted to note. So, like, when you get this journal and you open it up, you do say, please use this journal while you are high. I know that you have a section about this in the journal, but, like, if you could kind of sum it up and, and tell us why you give that advice to people who are using it for people who might be interested in checking it out. Yeah, so, the you know, how we love cannabis as a way, as a creative hack to you know, tap into your various aspects of your brain and um, let let things go. Um you can get there other ways, you know, meditation, yoga, space travel, whatever, you know, there's, there's definitely other ways to get into your flow state. But, you know, cannabis is, um, obviously it's been used by artists and thinkers and lots of, you know, creative people for thousands of years. Um, there's not a ton of research that, because you can't really do sanctioned research on it, but the use cases are, you know, immense. There's you know half the songs on Spotify would be gone if you took away cannabis. So there's so many you know people who use it. So the the the, the brief science behind it is that cannabis stimulates blood flow to the brain's frontal lobe and it kind of allows neurons to fire 
you know, more uninhibited. Um, so, it, uh, you know, the, the, the term thinking outside the box is, happens more readily with cannabis. It's a lot easier. So that, that's the main thing is that it's just, you know, stimulating the frontal lobe and just producing more ideas um, happens very often when you're high. And then uh, the other really important thing is that it also um, affects the uh, portion of the brain called dorsolateral cortex, which is sort of the, uh, the judgment area of our brain, and it represses that and allows, again, which working with the, uh, you know, the frontal lobe just allows ideas to flow more freely. And a lot of people will say, well, you know, it doesn't necessarily make you more creative. It doesn't mean that all your ideas are going to be great. And that is true. Like, if the idea of creativity is not is to create. It doesn't mean, you know, it, it doesn't matter of fact, most of your ideas will be awful. <laughs> but it's better to have 10, you know, uninhibited ideas than it is to have no ideas or two highly restrictive ideas. So it's really about producing, you know, it, cannabis helps you really just stimulate and produce ideas for most people. Um, and then it's really important not to, you know, when you have an idea on cannabis, not to, you know, email your boss right away and let them know, like, hey, this is a really good idea. Wait. Wait until you're not high and verify your ideas. I'm sure that's true, Ron. You just doesn't have a pause or a wait I, button. I, I, like, <laughs> like, her at work, like, I text her, like, whatever the idea pops in my head. So sometimes that's, like, 11 at night. Sometimes it's 3 in the morning. Sometimes it's just – and, like, I do that to everybody, so I – Everyone knows to put me on, like, mute when they go to bed because, like, you'll probably hear from me. <laughs> That's going to bother you. Eunice is the late night. I'm the early morning where I'm like, remind me all of these 15 things that we can pursue today. Or <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, just because I know if I don't put it, if I don't send it off or I don't write it down, It'll I go away. It. Yeah, ever. So, which is, you know, <laughs> a, a very, accept, like, a side effect that I accept about being a pothead. <laughs> well, and also, honestly, like, sometimes if I have a total separate thought while I'm using your journal, I'll write it down in the margins, so then I'll be able to go back to it as well. Because, like, things that are unrelated, kind of, like, I feel like it just makes your brain relax a little bit and, like, you know, give you a little bit more of a window to, like, let, let things that you would otherwise not remember or suppress like kind of bubble up to the surface well you're like in your head so you actually get to listen to what you're thinking and listen to your thoughts rather than like because you're so distracted with just trying to maintain life you know that um you often suppress all these thoughts that are like uh, for lack of a better word frivolous or something that are not going to they're not applicable to what the task is at hand at that moment you know so like that's what i appreciate is that your the journal definitely gives you like guidelines but then, like, like the squiggle, like squiggle art page, like, literally, like, I was, when I first looked at it, and pre, before I was high, or before I smoked, I was like, what is this? And then I smoked, and I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, <laughs> you know, but stuff that I wouldn't have thought to do, but thank you for thinking that for me. Yeah, there's, it's, it really is depending on the mood and the human being, which, uh, which, which exercises feel right at that moment. There's 50, over 50 different exercises and, you know, they appeal to me at different times. When I was talking to some book publishers, they were thinking, this should be more structured, you know, like guide people through this. And, and I contemplated it, but I was like, yeah, no, 
Like people need to have a random experience with this journal. They need to open it to any page and be able to just do an exercise, uh, especially if they're going to be high. They don't, people don't need to be following too many instructions while they're high. It just, you know, needs to be pretty simple. And the way we structure it is we, you know, we give you, we give you an exercise that is pretty simple. And sometimes the exercises are, as you guys know, pretty inane. You're like, I'm not sure how this is going to help me with, with uh, my creativity. So we, underneath the exercise, we explain why and how it helps you, you know, from a, you know, from a scientific or sociological or, you know, innovation perspective and give you some insights into why you're, you know, why we're telling you to pretend you're, you're you know, your kid's, you know, peewee basketball coach and uh, you bet against them and giving them a speech so they'll lose uh, <laughs> the game. You know, like kind of an inane exercise, but it's really about um, empathy and storytelling and somewhat and manipulation and a bunch of different things that are about creative focus in that particular exercise. That's a perfect segue because we did the uh, page where it was uh, create your own strain name. Oh, okay. And here on the Pop Moms podcast, we play a game called Fake or Real Strain Name Game. So we kind of do that very frequently. Um, and we like to play it with guests on our show. So if you're open to it, um, the idea behind the game is that we will give you two strains and tell us which one is which one you think is fake or real. Okay. And I can do a really bad right. job of setting that up each time. You can just say which one you think is fake, or you can say which one you know is real. It's totally up to you. <laughs> Same game at the end of the day. Same game. I'm going to say which one is real, which I think is real. And it's, I mean, it's so difficult because they're so crazy, the names. I know. I know, and we're so creative with the help of your creative thinking journal that now it's actually going to be tougher for everyone from now on because we've now created a database of fake training games. <laughs> All right. I have also, like, I have also, at least on my up the research that I do to guarantee that this was fake names. Yep. Because you're right. I mean, there's so many. When we first started doing this, it was a lot easier. But even now, I mean. All right. First strain name game. We're playing with Sean. He's the creator of the Creative Thinking Journal, and we're super stoked to be talking with him. Eunice is going to give you two strains, and you're going to tell us which one you think is real. Cool. Okay. Ready? <laughs> Round one. <laughs> Peter Parker OG versus Parker Cush. I'm going to go with Parker Cush as the real Ding, 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 ding. Parker Cush is real. That is correct. Boom. He's on the board. <laughs> Okay. Uh, that is Samoa versus Trefoil. Samoa, <laughs> Samoa versus Trefoil? No, Trefoil. Trefoil. Like, like the Girl Scout cookie? Uh-huh. Or the Adidas logo symbol. Logo symbol. Yeah. It's like a three-leaf flower. Oh, I see. And the first one is Samoa, did you say? Samoa is like the cookie. It was a Girl Scout cookie it Wasn't it the oh, um, okay. and the and the and the country? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with first. <laughs> Samoa. That is correct. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, All right, two for two. <laughs> Maybe we aren't creative. We'll. I guess it's just the confidence though that we thought we were thinking super creatively. <laughs> but you're also really on your strain name game, so. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah, I, study, I also study a lot of strains. Cause, so. Yeah. So you're, um, you're, you're you're capacity for knowledge on this. Yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, gumball head versus gumball assassin. Wow. <laughs> and sort of either of, of either of those. Um, I like I I prefer gumball assassin. So I'm gonna go with that one. That is a very good answer. That is correct. Oh snap! <laughs> Even when he guesses, he's right. Gumball head is a um a beer. That's super super happy beer. Oh. Like, uh, yeah, three Floyds. They are a little brewery in Indiana, and I am. If you guys listen, or if anyone knows anyone who works there, tell them to distribute to Seattle, please. But it's a it's a beer. They only make a limited run batches or small batches of super yummy. Okay. Anyways, Wonka Vader or Wonka Vision? Wonka Vision is my guess. Mm-hmm. No, you are incredible. Oh. oh my God, I was—I actually guessed that too, and I had a whole thing where I was going to be like, I never usually guess because sometimes you send it to me ahead of time, and then yeah, that's really funny. I would have thought the Wonka Vision was the real one. Um, yeah, Wonka Vader is a—it it is like one of my most favorite um, strains that is no longer in circulation, and it was only out for like a second. It was only available, I remember, in um, vape in a cartridge. Oh, interesting. Uh huh. Wonka, I thought Wonka Vision because it's like sort of a prescriptive, like you will have Wonka oh, Vision. Okay. So I, had I literally like was like, what can I, because I wanted to use Wonka Vader, and I was like, what can I use? And then I just started thinking of like trusting the chocolate factory. Yep. And the TV. Yeah, that's what I thought of too. Yeah, but we should make a strain and name it that. Yeah. And then this game will be invalid. Oh, trademark units. And Kate Pop Mom Podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. This is the four. This is the fifth one. Round five, the last one. Yep. Okay. You're four for four. Uh, no, I know. I got one wrong. Three for four. Oh, shoot. Oh, the one that we Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Kate's so confident. memory. Short 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 memory. Short. I assume she, she got that right, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. So she's so confident that it is. Okay, the very, very, very last one is Duke Nukem or Rock'em Sock'em? Duke Nukem and Rock'em Sock'em. I'm going to, I mean, Duke Nukem, I, I know that name. I can't forget. I can't remember what Duke Nukem means or what it's from, but Rock'em Sock'em seems like an easy cannabis drink, so I'm going to go with that. Rock'em Sock'em, final answer? Yes. I'm sorry. It was Duke Nukem. What is Duke Nukem? What does that mean? And it, it's a, it's a uh, I think it's a hybrid thing. I'm going to find that. <laughs> I think it has another. I think it has another meaning outside of cannabis. Like oh no, no. It's totally. I think it's like a game or something. It's yeah, like game. A, Oh, yeah. Like, that's why I thought of Rock'em Sock'em. Because I, then I picked up a little Rock'em Sock'em robot thing. <laughs> it started off really strong and then fizzled out. Yeah, no. These are, that is, these are really good because these are just so obscure. Yep. Yeah. You did very, very well. I'm proud. Yeah. yeah. I dig it. We're going to have to get even better ones. I feel like we'll have to do maybe a reboot. Mm-hmm. A game show. Yeah. We should do one and then have like the 
the people like compete against each other. <laughs> like a tournament? Yeah, the tournament. Tournament of champions. I dig that. Yes. <laughs> All right, Sean, let's tell everyone where we can get the Creative Thinking Journal. Uh, at pilgrimsoul.com. Um, it's my favorite place for you to buy it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you can also get it on Amazon um, if you like prime shipping. Um, but but it's, worth the wait. it's worth the wait to buy it from directly from Pilgrim Soul. Yeah. <laughs> we should talk to you about your right. Amazon business and then we might change We, <laughs> we throw in some extras in there. You know, we throw in and then we have there's a we throw in you know like stickers and some cards and other things and mm-hmm. random things. It's like a care things. package. It's awesome. Yes, everything was there. Everything like we needed was there, so you could just open it and start right away. So for for Valentine's Day, we have a special for thirty percent off two or more. So you and your special person can do it together, and the code is Creative Love, all caps. Creative love for 30% off two or more journals. And it comes in a really like beautiful cotton bag that says, I love the pilgrim soul in you. It's a great way to connect with, you know, there's lots of people who are telling me they're doing it with their husbands or boyfriends or girlfriends. And it's really a great like analog way to connect with them and, you know, just kind of see. One, appreciates the creativity in them, but also, like, see a different side of them. There's a there's an exercise in the journal called uh, Word Links that you, you – there's a two supposedly non-related words, like squirrel and tambourine, and you are required to make a link to them using five words that bridge from one to the other. And – I get lots of people writing in saying, you know, I can't, like, I can't believe that's how my boyfriend got from school to tambourine. Like, it, I, it was shocking that they, that's the way their mind works. So that's an interesting one to do, like, with someone to, like, see how they make linear connections from, you know, remote control to divorce or squirrel or tambourine or senator to duck. You know, <laughs> there's a bunch of not related words. And it's like COVID proof too, because you could even do it virtually. You could each get high, like say you, you met someone, right? And you could even do it that way too. It's COVID yeah. safe too. There's a bunch of people who are doing Zoom, doing like groups Zoom of people days. using the journal over Zoom. Yeah. Thanks again, Sean. It's like such an honor to talk to you, like, because you just, you've been doing all of the things you know like it's just it's really cool and i i'm i'm honestly like really honored to have been able to interview you and and speak with you yeah amazing to talk to you guys i really love what you're doing and it's it's very charming and fun and informative thanks we're just trying i mean it's it's yeah it's just filling my little creative need but like it like allows me to meet people like you that like you know what i mean like the connections that i think that we're making there just really fun. And I like love cannabis so much because I love like how it affects me and my life. And I love talking about things that I love. So this is just super like perfect fit for you. Yeah, I know. (laughs) There you have it. Hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Remember to keep blazing, stay amazing. Find us on Facebook, on Twitter. We're most active on Instagram. So follow us there. And thanks for all your support. 
We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye, Mom.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one token at a time.